We're doing a three-part series. Uh, Nick's way ahead of me here. It's uh, flee, follow, and fight. Flee, follow, and fight. And, and Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything. It's a time for everything under the sun, a purpose for everything. And, and, and you know, the, the first time we looked at this idea of fleeing, that there's a time to run. There's a time to escape. There's a time to get out of there and, and do what you need to do. And one of the definitions was to seek safety by flight. Seek safety by flight. There's a time to run and get going. Some of the things that he spoke about that we looked at last week for, to get away from the false teaching from greed, from the love of money, from youthful lusts, from sexual immorality, from idolatry. And these th are things that are specifically spelled out in the Bible. You need to flee from these things. Get away from them. So if it's spelled out pretty specifically, we don't have to say, well, I wonder if this is something I need to get away from and flee from and, and put my sneakers on and get moving. When it's spelled out specifically, then we, we can't, it's not a gray area. These are very clear, very clear uh, directions for us to watch out, to run. But I like that in, in Corinthians, it says, you know, that God is faithful. He will always provide a way out. He'll always provide a way. He'll always provide an, a way of escape. If what? We're willing to take it. He's faithful. Sometimes we're not so faithful, but he forgives too. But, but really, uh, you know, it's so much better. And I've said this uh, pretty much my whole Christian life. It's so much better to not sin than to sin and be forgiven. We'll always be forgiven. God always forgives us. But, but you know, there's just weight and there's fruit and there's, there's, you know, stuff that goes along when we fall and when we sin, when we go directions that we shouldn't be going in. So God wants us to have the victory. But if we don't have the victory, there is Jesus, who is our propitiation, the one that stands up in our defense and speaks to the Father on our behalf. Now, today, I want to look at part two, which is to follow Really, it's a time to pursue. Now, I want to ask you a question, and, uh, you know, I like asking questions. Uh, what, what do you do when you really want something? What do you do when you really, really want something? You go for it. You go after it, right? You pursue it. I really, really want that thing or whatever, that, that job. I want that car. I want that whatever it is that you might really, really want. When you really, really want it, you go after it. You pursue it. You won't, you won't let anything get in your way because I want it. So the second question really is this. What, what are you and I following after? What are, what are you and I pursuing? What is it that we really, really want that we are going after? There's a lot of choices in this world, aren't there? What are some of the choices? Comfort. Comfort. <clears throat> what else? What are some of the choices that we really can pursue after, things we really want in this world? <coughs> Money. Yeah. Status. Status. Yeah. Yeah. What else over here on this side? Career. Career, like position. Yeah. What else? Security. Security. Entertainment, I want to be entertained, yeah, yeah. 
there's a lot of stuff, uh, relationships. I, if I only had that relationship, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to pursue it. I'm going to follow after it, hard after it. That's what I'm going to do. Well, look at verse 11. What does he say here in God's word? He says, but you man of God and woman of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Pursue these things that he's speaking about here. Now, the definition, if you look at that word, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that word because that's, that's an important thing. And my, my, my whole thinking about this message is, is about the attitude and about the heart of pursuing. <coughs> and really, the definition is this, to seek after eagerly, to aggressively chase. It's not just, I'm just going to go after something. It's, I'm going to really go after something. There's a big difference. And it's used... That same word is used two different ways. One, positively, to meaning you know, to earnestly pursue something that's good. But it's also used negatively in the sense, uh, believe it or not, to zealously persecute. The same word is used when someone was going, going after someone, persecuting someone for their faith. In the Bible, it uses that word. So obviously we want to use it in a positive sense. We're not going to persecute people, but there are people that are persecuting people and going hard after it. And maybe that should be an example to us that we need to seek after and zealously pursue something that's right, something that's good, to follow hard after it. It's a direction. As Like I said, it's, a, it's kind of an attitude of our hearts. It's kind of a seriousness. Someone said this, that it's, it's getting serious about living the Christian life. Getting serious about living the Christian life. And I, I know one thing, and this is true, is that it doesn't happen by osmosis. Right? Do you all know what osmosis is? It's like when something just kind of like, without any effort, it just kind of goes from one thing to another. It osmosizes. I just <laughs> thought that's a good word, way to use that. It goes from one side to the other, and there's a whole technical thing about it. But really, this kind of thing happens intentionally. And so, so, again, for us to be thinking about what am I seeking after? What am I zealously pursuing? Are, are there things in my life? Or am I, just like, am I just like not, you know, I'm so apathetic. I'm not even seeking after anything at all, period, zero. One pastor wrote this. He says, you won't accidentally attain these qualities by hanging around church buildings. He says you've got to go after them deliberately over the long haul. You know, just because you come to the church, just because you hang around in church on Sundays, doesn't mean that it, it's, it's going to change you into something else. It's, a, it's an attitude of the heart that I, that, I, that I want what God has for me. That I zealously, I, I want to pursue what God has for me. Follow hard after, to pursue, to aggressively chase. And, it, and as I said, it's not just a sort of thing. It's, it's really an intentional thing. It's not just a sometimes thing. When it's convenient. When is it ever convenient? Is it ever convenient? Nah. How about when I feel like it? Can you trust how you feel? 
when I feel like it. And we, we put a big stock in, you know, our emotions and how I feel. Well, if, you know, I get all fired up and I really feel the spirit and I really feel like, well, that's, that's fine and good and, and right. But what about the times when we don't feel like that? Then we just say, well, I don't really, I'm not going to seek after God. I'm not going to seek after anything good during those times. That's when we really need to really intentionally say, you know what? This is a choice. This is a decision that, that I've made in my heart. What about when I'm not too busy? Any of you have a busy life? <laughs> no. You barely got here today. Hey, I appreciate you getting in the car and showing up or getting on your bicycle or whatever, however you got here. I appreciate you took some effort because it's a busy world. It's a busy life. You know, there are a lot of football games on. There's a lot of, you know, <laughs> things to do, a lot, of, a lot of places to go, people to see. I quoted that to my, one of my grandkids and I got it all mixed up. You know, places, places to do and things to, I got it all mixed up. And that's because we're going so fast. We get it all mixed up, you know. What's really, really important? We got to stop sometimes and say, what is really important in my life? What is really important in this world for me and my life? You know, because, uh, you know, I maybe hesitate about using this verse, but in Revelation chapter 3, it says this, I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth, God says. He, you know, for us to be, you know, lukewarm, well, we sort of following after we're sort of pursuing after God, and this is what we're going to talk about in a second. He says, you know, it's better that you, if, if you're going to do it, do it. If you're not going to do it, then don't do it. But don't try to be, you know, like uh, one foot in the world and one foot in the church and following after God. He doesn't need any of that. It's, it's actually repulsive to him. Is, is that the impression you get from this verse? That's what I, the impression I get. That it's actually repulsive. If you're going to follow me, he says, follow me. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't play games. Get serious. That's that word. Aggressively chase. Follow hard after to pursue. Not half-heartedly. Now, in this, in this uh, passage here, he gives us a list of different things, which we, we will look at. But, but really, at the, heart of, at the heart of it, these things come from God himself. When you look at these things, as we pursue him, he provides these things for us as we pursue him. And, and that's really important that he provides these things. You'll understand that more when we look at the list. It's it's really the question is, are, are we following after him? Are we pursuing after him? We're not we're not pursuing and trying to have a list of attributes because as we look at those, we'll see it's pretty impossible for us to have all those things. Just so I'm going to really try to be righteous. I'm going to really try to love. I'm going to really try all these things. Have you tried that before? It just, it's tough. That's, that's a, a system of works. That's, that's, that's legalism in its finest But the question is, am I in my heart, am I pursuing him? Am I seeking after him? Am I following hard after him? I like what Jeremiah says in Jeremiah chapter 29. He says, you will seek me 
and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. That's a promise. That when we seek after him with all of our heart, with this kind of attitude that I'm talking about here today, he says, you'll find me. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, when you seek after me with all your heart. He's not going to play hide and, hide and seek with you. For you and I to pursue him. This is what the Lord says in Amos to the house of Israel. Seek me and live. Seek me and live. I want you to turn with me back to the book of Acts because there's another uh, few verses I want to look at there. In Acts chapter 17, turn back to Acts chapter 17, verse 24. It says, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives, he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. And from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them in the exact places where they should live. That's pretty cool. Verse 27, pay attention to this part, it's what I'm getting to here. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. He's right there. You know, we, we get into a place, I think, sometimes where we, we think, you know, God, you are so far away. David, you read the Psalms. David, there are times when he said, God, where are you? Well, well he's right there. That's what the Bible declares. He's right there. He hasn't gone anywhere. Who moved? It wasn't him. It was us and our attitudes and our hearts. And, but, but, you know, sometimes it does feel that way that, you know, I, I'm praying, I'm calling out to him and I don't seem to be getting any answers. I want to encourage you today. Don't give up. Be zealous. Continue on because God is right there and he is going to answer. He, he's going to be found by you. He's not far from each one of us. For you to seek him, to reach out for him, to find him. That's a very personal thing, isn't it? Something that happens within each one of us, that we have a heart after God, that, that I want to seek him, that I want to know him, that I want to have a relationship. I want, to, I want more of you in my life, God. It's more of a surrendering as we go. It doesn't happen just once. It's a continuous thing. Like I read, someone said... For the long haul. For the long haul. But I love what James says, come near to God and what? He will come near to you. That's a promise. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. He's there. He's right there. He's just waiting. Acts says he's, he did these things so that men would seek him. He's, he's setting things up to, to make it easy for you and I to, to stop and say, God, where... I need you. I, I want you. I, I, 
I'm looking to you. I'm seeking after you right now. Say, well, that's getting kind of mystical, isn't it, Rich? Erd? <laughs> no, it's, it's what, it, what the Bible is all about. From Genesis, Adam and Eve, they walked in the garden with God. They had fellowship. They talked with him. He talked with them. It was a, a relationship that he had that was real. It wasn't, you know, something that they made up. It, it, this isn't something that we make up. This is you look at the history of the church and, and people's lives and relationship through the centuries. They had a walk with God. Enoch, it says he walked with God for like a long time. How many years? 300 years he walked with God. How many of you are getting close to that now? <laughs> you haven't even been alive 300 days. What do you mean? No, 300 months. You know, it's a long, it's a long haul walking with God day after day, pursuing him. God, I want you in my life today. I'm sorry, I haven't even talked to you today. I haven't talked to you this week. I haven't talked to you this month. Where, where have you been? And he says, what? Like, where have you been? I've been here the whole time, like waiting. Hello. But it's a real thing. Now, do I hear voices sometimes? <laughs> no, I don't hear voices. I'm hearing voices right now. <laughs> no, but I know God speaks and God speaks when, when, when I need to. You know, I had a, I don't even know if I should share this, but I will. But I didn't hear a voice. But sometimes God does speak by audible voices. I, I know I believe it, and he can do that if he wants to. But I had this weird kind of physical thing happen to me, and, and uh, you know, my thought was uh, the verse in Philippians, you know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's my thought. And immediately when I started thinking about that verse, the, the, the words from John came in my head because I had to look them up. It said, this will not end in death. This will not end in death. You know, God can speak in lots of different ways. But, but my thought was, that, you know, I'm, I'm going to die. How many of you get something wrong with you and your immediate thought is, I'm, I'm going to die? That's it. Like, that's the first thought you have. Well, it's pro you're probably not going to die. You are going to die, right? But just probably not from that pimple that you have, you know. But God wants to speak. He wants to help us. He wants to have a relationship, a walk with us. Seek him. Come near to God and he will come near to you. That's really the heart of this message is seeking after God. We're going to look at this list and these things in the list, but, but really the heart of it is to pursue God himself. Pursue God himself. You'll see why. Back to the list where it says pursue. The first thing that's on there is righteousness. Let's turn back to 1 Timothy. I didn't turn back yet. But chapter 6, verse 11, there's a list of six things to pursue, to seek after, to zealously chase after, aggressively chase. And the first thing he said is, is righteousness. Like I said, how many of you can, can manufacture that in your own life? The definition of righteousness is what is right in God's sight. What is right in God's sight? And, then, and it goes from, from right relationships, relationships with, between us and God, 
and right relationships between us and other people. And it, and it also goes to right living. So for you to say, well, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to live righteous. You know, that's not a bad thought, but what does it say in Romans chapter one? It says in the gospel, a righteousness from God. Is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written. The righteous will live by faith. It's a righteousness from God. So to, to have this righteousness again, where do you get it? You just pursue after it itself. No, you pursue after God himself and he will give you the righteousness. He will, he will build a relationship between you. He'll help you with your relationships with other people. He will help you in your life to, to live the way that he would like you to live. Uh, again, right in his sight. Not right in the sight of the world, but right in his sight. By seeking after him. One of my favorite verses is this, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. We seek first his kingdom, where he is king in my life, where he's on the throne of my heart. And his righteousness and, and all the rest will come together if we do that first, if we get that thing right first, that I seek you, God. I seek, I want you to be my king. I want what you have for me. We get that first. We worry about all the rest of the stuff and, and we're missing the one thing, the most important thing. If you go away with anything, remember Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, all the other rest, all the other things will be given to you as well. How about godliness? The next one on the list. Again, we looked at that earlier in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Paul said to Timothy, train yourself to be godly. And the definition of, of godliness is, is not being like God. It's, a, it's really about devotion and reverence to him that leads to action. That's something that you and I can pursue, a devotional life, a heart of devotion and reverence for him, for who he is. And that changes us. But back then in chapter four, we talked about diet and exercise, you know, what, what and he talked about the truths of the faith and the and the word of God, the diet that what are we taking in? You know, we've taken in a whole bunch of garbage and then we expect to, to, to have godliness coming out of our lives. It doesn't work that way, people. You know what? I have a confession to make. Everybody's going, here it comes. I like to watch cop shows, okay? I don't know why. My, my dad was, a, you know, a cop. He was a drug enforcement agent and, and uh, I just like to see, you know, how things go. But you know what? I'm finding that that stuff is a lot of it is such garbage and the and they and they and the places they go and the violence that they portray. It's like taking all that in. Is that really good for me? Is that really healthy for me? Some of you go, man, I can't wait to get home to see the next cop show because I love them, too. If you're honest, we got to be careful about it. You know, I've confessed it. And now that I confess it, I have to be more careful about it. Right. I watched one the other night and I go like, I don't know. I told my wife this. I don't know if I should be, there's so much violence in this. I don't know if I should be watching this anymore. We got to be careful what our diet is, you know, and, and the things that we take in. The word of God and the truth. 
I like this quote, and I put it up on the screen for you. There's no such thing as drifting into godliness. The stream of tendency is against us. Paul says to pursue after these things, and as we pursue after God, we devote our hearts and lives to him. It's going to happen. It's going to come into our lives with his help. But if we just think, well, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to drift there. Where do you drift? You drift usually out somewhere. If you're going to drift, it's not going to be into the right direction. The next thing in the, in the list here is faith. And uh, you, you know that faith is one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Yep. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's trust. It's, hold, it's holding on to Him for, with everything that we have. Holding on to Him. Again, it, it deals with our relationship with Him, this faith. But, but it's, a, it's a fruit of the Spirit. And, and really, as we seek after Him, He brings that help into our lives. But look what it says there in Hebrews chapter 11 on the screen. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's what I've been talking about. huh? Did you hear me say that one or two times? Maybe. To earnestly seek after Him. Yeah, you have to, to know Him. You have to have a relationship. You have to open your heart and life to ask Him in. But, but then it's a matter of seeking after Him. And it says He rewards those. He, he, will, he will bless us as we seek after Him. Right? Seek after Him. The next one here is love. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, this is definitely not something I drift into. Love, this, this uh, agape love is the, the love that he's talking about there. It's a divine love. How many of you need help? That's also a fruit of the Spirit. We seek after him and, and uh, he pours out his love into us to uh, enable us to agape, to have this agape love for others. We're desperate. We are desperate for that. We can't do that ourselves. But as we pursue him and as, as we ask him, God, pour this into my life. I need you and I need this in my life. The next one, endurance. We did, uh, we talked about that a few weeks back about keeping at it. Keep at it. I, I remember uh, that particular Sunday and you know, I had this message about keeping at it. And, and I was like at one of the lowest points I wanted to not keep at it. So it definitely does not, is not based on our feelings. Well, that's, that's, what we're gonna, that's why we're going to keep at it, because I feel like I should. No. Most of the time, like I said, when we feel it the least is when we need to keep at it the most. I'm not sure a man named Strong's came up with a, a concordance and a dictionary uh, you know, defining these words. And he, he defined this word as cheerful endurance. I'm not so sure if that fits me sometimes. How about you? Cheerful endurance. More, no, it's more like you're gritting your teeth, right? I am going to endure like that. It's not a cheerful endurance like he said. But I like what this 
uh, well, one definition is the, the literal meaning of this is to remain under. That's interesting, isn't it? To remain under. But one uh, uh, help called the Bible helps defined it like this, especially as God enables the believer to remain under the challenges he allots in life. See that? It's God's enablement. It's God's help. We need him. We need him to be able to endure. Not, I'm just going to stick it out. I'm going to pull up my boots up by the bootstraps because I don't have any boots. Right? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek after you, God. Help me. Help me to endure. Help me to remain under. How about this last one? Gentleness. That's another fruit of the Spirit. Defined as gentle strength. Gentle strength. I want that in my life. Do you want that in your life? Or do you want to know, be known as a ruthless, mean, nasty person? I want some gentleness in my life. Did you wake up gentle today? <laughs> How do you wake up? Some of you wake up snarling. Is that true? <laughs> some of you are just not morning people. You wake up snarling. Some of you wake up, you're just, just happy and gentle and... <laughs> oh man God help us God help us as we pursue as we follow hard after him as we aggressively follow and chase after God last couple of thoughts I want to uh, leave you with is this is that this very same word that we see here to pursue, to aggressively chase is the very same word in Philippians that's translated press on. So let's turn back to Philippians and we'll finish over there. Or we'll almost finish over there. I've got a few minutes left. Philippians chapter 3. Verses 12 and 14, and again, it's the very same word. Not that I have already obtained, verse 12, all this, or I have already been made perfect, but I press on, I pursue, I aggressively chase, I follow hard to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Excuse me, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on. I aggressively, earnestly pursue toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. See, Paul, though he, Paul was amazing. I mean, we look at him and we go, wow, that's like you are the apostle, the incredible, I mean, the things he wrote and stuff. But Paul, he said, he said, you know, I have, I have not arrived. I haven't got there yet. And that ties in with what Alex was saying this morning, you know, that God has begun a good work in us and he will bring it to completion. We need to participate, though. We need to, you know, work along with him. God's wanting to do something in us. Are we, are we open to that? Are we surrendered to him? Are we seeking after what he wants? 
I like in uh, the Gospel of John, you know, no matter what other people do, uh, Peter, he says, you know, he says, he saw the other disciple who happened to be John the Apostle. He says, Lord, what about him? And we're always worried about the other guy. Well, you know, what about him? What about her? Jesus said, don't worry about him or her. He says, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Is that your business? He says, you must follow me. Well, no one else around me in my family, no one in my house, no one in my, in, you know, I can't see people around me having any kind of a fire to, to seek after God, so maybe I'll wait. And then we miss out. No, he says, don't worry about the other people there. I find that it's always a choice, though, right? We're not going to turn there, but in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, a very famous and familiar verse Joshua says, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. He says, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river as the, or the gods of the Amorites. You got choices. You can make a choice. You can follow after, seek after, pursue all the things the world has to offer, or you can seek and follow after him. That's what Joshua had decided. And he decided that when he was young. Because when you read about it, when he was very young, he would go with Moses up the mountain. Go back and find it. You'll see in the book of Exodus. He would go up the mountain. And as a matter of fact, Moses would get tired and go down, and it said Joshua would stay there in the presence of God. So back to the questions that we started with. What are we following after? What are we pursuing? For the believer, it's really God himself. It's really God himself. And God will work these things as we seek after him and his kingdom, and his righteousness. All these things will be added to us. How do you do that? Practical ways. You can't get too far from Acts 2.42. Really? Because, you know, when, when football players, what do they first learn? The basics, right? And what does the coach keep telling them? Don't forget the basics. This is what it all gets back down to. The word of God. Fellowship. The breaking of bread and prayer. Really, to... To, to be involved in that. And we, you've heard some of the different opportunities today. You, you, you know, you have your own Bible. Hopefully, if you don't, we will give you one to open up the Bible for yourself and seek after God and say, God, I, I heard what he said today and I do want to seek after you. And I, and I, want, to make, I want to make some kind of decision in my heart to, to have you on the throne, have you in the, as the king in my heart and seek after you on a daily basis. For the long haul, not just this week, but forever. You say, well, that's kind of a big decision. Well, it, it, it is. And I, and I understand that it is, but it's, it, it's one day at a time. I make the decision today to open my Bible. Now, does my flesh want to do it? No. Well, I'll do it later. Well, I'm still kind of tired. Well, 
all, all different kinds of things, but I've made a decision that, that I'm going I'm to seek after God and I want to know what he has to say in my life. And so I open his word. And so I talk to him. And I have a commitment to be with the people of God because that's what the church, that's how God set up the people of God, the church, the fellowship, so that we could seek him together. It's a very personal, very individual, but there's also a corporate element where we seek God together and he helps us together. It's very important. Pursue after him. It's a choice, a daily choice. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and we are challenged. But we're also encouraged, Lord, because your word tells us that you are right there. You're not far from any one of us. If we, seek, if we seek you, we'll find you. And you will build these character qualities into our lives as we seek after you and we seek you to, to, to uh, build them into our lives, the righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. We want all those things, Lord. We can't even remember all of them uh, most of the time. So we seek after you. If we can remember that, you'll do the rest. You'll work them out. You'll bring them as we seek after you. God, help us. Want more of you in our lives. Plain and simple. Father, I pray this morning as well for any that maybe have never surrendered that place in their hearts and lives, uh, never trusted in you for, for as the Lord and as Savior. And maybe you're here this morning. You can open your heart and life right now as we are in an attitude of prayer, as our, our eyes are closed, our hearts are open, and you can say, Dear Jesus, please forgive me. Please come into my life. I need you. I need you more than all the stuff that I have. I need you more than the, all the stuff that I'm chasing after right now. Please come into my life. And Lord, that's a good prayer for all of us, Lord, that we need you more than those other things too. Every single one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.